Orgasmic Enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. Real Cures versus Obsolete OBGYNs. Obsolete is putting it mildly, violently evil is putting it accurately. Who is really peddling snake oil and who are the real quacks? Quack is often the term given to describe unscrupulous, deliberately fraudulent or too lofty and not justified claims from some kind of health product or service. At its best, quackery might produce some benefit through a placebo effect, which can actually be anywhere from 15 to a whopping 75% effective. And at worst, quackery causes serious damage. We'll talk more on quackery and its origins, But first, I want to kick it off by talking about a situation that's come under my radar over the last couple of weeks. For those of you who've been following me for a while, you might remember back nearly three years ago, there was a woman, an OBGYN, who I referred to as Valdi, aka Voldemort, aka Jen Gunter, aka the most underfucked woman in the world. She's actually won the award for Fukme last year, and hell, let's just give it to her this year. She's definitely earned it. She was trained as an OBGYN, but she can be seen almost entirely occupying her time, running around the internet, stalking natural health practitioners and anyone who suggests that there might be a solution to women's reproductive ailments that does not involve the removal of internal organs or a lifetime of drug and hormones or other kinds of surgeries. One of the people she most has the hots for, I mean like seriously seems to want to fuck so badly, is Gwyneth Paltrow. She has a crazy hard-on for goop. She's written upwards of, I don't know, 100, 200, I can't even keep count, let's just say countless articles and criticisms of anything natural that she tries to make out is dangerous. And every time Goop profiles anything that might be good for you that isn't pharmaceutical, she jumps on it. She's constantly whining about, oh my God, essential oils, be careful of the essential oils. Oh my God, so dangerous. Ah! and countless other bullshit. And one of the things that she took aim at was the jade egg. Me, obviously being synonymous with the thing, took note and started to check out this poster child of Fukme. And if you aren't familiar with the medical term I coined, Fukme is females utterly freaking out about absolutely nothing due to lack of phallic shapes near, in, or around their vaginas, leading to cataclysmic psychopathic moments of intense and troubling repressed sexual tension, otherwise known as Fukme. There are certain indications of Fukme, such as rabid, hysterical behavior, that's where the word hysteria comes from, is a woman who's underfucked, getting all riled up about road rage and essentially nothing. Um, if you've seen this kind of Fukme victim in action, you'll get the picture right away. So because this woman's claims about the jade egg were so utterly full of shit, oh my god, jade eggs, oh my god, don't put them in your vagina, but then in the same breath, she recommends using vaginal weight 
states, but only the kind that she recommends. And then so I told her to put her money where her very unused vagina is. So I issued her a $100,000 wager that if we were to compare my clients and her patients and we looked at orgasms, natural lubrication, ejaculation, sexual pleasure and sensation, overall rejuvenation, of their sex lives and their relationships and marriages, libido, reversal of urinary stress incontinence, and improvement in PMS difficult periods and menopause, I bet $100,000 that my client results would actually surpass hers easily. I mean, look, that's why, that's why I bet a hundred grand because I know there's no contest, absolutely none. So she ignored my invitation. And then somehow this year, this was nearly three years ago, probably because she had her new book coming out and she was desperate for some kind of publicity. She decided to respond. This is nearly three years later. So I guess a, a bunch of people must've been maybe tagging her about this. And perhaps it just got to the point where she couldn't ignore it. Or like I said, she just chose a moment to try to address it where she could benefit from some of the publicity. So instead of responding to any of the things I actually said and the challenge I issued, she instead began to make up lies about me. And she said that I was spreading lies about cervical cancer screening, which this is a term I've never even used in my life. <laughs> the only thing I could think of that was even remotely related to that is on my Don't Take It Lying Down podcast, I said that I don't personally get pap smears and I haven't for years. And I, because I don't need some stranger to put their hands up my vagina and tell me how it's doing. I know how my vagina is doing because I am very in tune with my body. This has come out of years of cultivating that attunement and not participating in any kinds of allopathic interventions that would disrupt that body awareness, such as being on hormonal birth control. But I know, and I always say this, that everyone is in different places and I've never discouraged anyone from getting these kinds of things if they feel that's right for them. What I have done is suggest that if you do want to have these kind of tests, then consider having them done by midwives or naturopaths who are totally equipped to do them rather than OBGYNs, because then if there are some kind of issues, you can be offered some alternative holistic solutions rather than the drastic violent ones that you'll typically get from an OBGYN. When I did these kinds of exams in the distant past, you know, I remember them as being really rough and gruff and honestly kind of traumatic. I do not recall anyone ever being that disrespectful and rough to my internal anatomy, anatomy ever in my entire <laughs> sexual history. And that was the kind of experiences I had with people in this profession. So, you know, not going that route, I can take care of myself. So last, or I guess it's about two weeks now, an author, journalist, and medical researcher slash reporter Jennifer Block who has written a couple of amazing books. One is called Pushed, which is all about the growing obstetric violence that is out there, incredibly well-written and researched. And the other one is called Everything Below the Waste, which came out last year. And it's about the current state of pharmaceutical whoredom, which I H-W-H-O-R-E-dumb in the allopathic world related to women. We'll get more on what I mean by that. Not at all an unjustified statement. 
meaning she talks about the sad, corrupt, and utterly damaging state of OBGYN atrocities that are going on in the world today. So on November the 26th, 2019, Scientific American published an op-ed piece Jennifer Block wrote called Doctors Are Not Gods with the subtitle Go Forth Self-Healers. In the piece, Block writes about how the OBGYN and allopathic community, in it there is this great disdain for women taking their health into their own hands. And she writes about how women are at best dismissed or ignored or told that their pain is just in their head. And they're imagining things when they talk about their symptoms to the supposed healthcare professionals. And then at worst, they end up damaged for life, as we'll talk about shortly. So when women are unsatisfied with the utter lack of results, information, <laughs> understanding that they get from OBGYNs or allopathic medicine, they start looking elsewhere. Why wouldn't they? I mean, in the article, she calls out this Jen Gunter slash Voldemort person on the fact that instead of taking real aim at her own profession, which is causing harm all over the place, she's taking imaginary, really for distraction, aim at things like vaginal steaming or jade eggs, things that have never caused harm and simply cannot cause harm. To imply that they would or could is ludicrous. If this has far less to do with fact or protecting women than it does with a burgeoning wellness industry to the tune of billions. Worldwide, the holistic health industry is expected to reach 196 billion by 2025. So clearly someone is losing market share in all of this. Enter Gunter Voldemort, the epitome of evil and vitriol. She goes out there rapidly attacking things like the jade egg, vaginal steaming, as I said, essential oils was one I saw. I couldn't believe it. Oh my God, essential oils. Oh my God, lavender oil. Oh my God. It's so irresponsible to talk about these things. Meanwhile, this is the same person, like I said, who recommends that women use vaginal weights. But I guess that she and most people don't really understand vaginas, so I will explain it to you. Jade eggs are vaginal weights. They just don't happen to be her product. And they happen to be accompanied by this whole holistic healing ethos of women it do women doing it for themselves rather than having to get this you know being taken under the total control and care out of these allopathic whores. So there are plenty of people out there who are paid pharmaceutical trolls. This is their job to be a troll, to try and retrieve the business that they are losing to the natural health world. So they go out there and they try to discredit anything natural to get people to not try them because, as I said, this is a multi-billion dollar industry now because people are so disenchanted with going to a doctor and A, being patronized, B, not being listened to, C, not getting any kind of healing. Band-aids are not healing. The two main OBGYN go-tos are one, putting women on hormones from birth control to perimenopausal to menopausal hormones are basically their entire life, right? So as soon as you become eligible at, at the reproductive age of, let's say, 14, all the way into the end of your life is 85, they're telling you that you need to be on false hormones, that you can't live without them, essentially, that you have to take them. And this is ridiculous. It's basically saying that the whole human body is so faulty that we have to keep on 
interfering with it, you know, which they apply to every reproductive issue with women, and especially birth. Women just could not possibly birth their own babies. They have to be pried out of them by a doctor. And then the second OBGYN go-to is taking out internal organs. So they do not ever actually heal people. If you think I'm wrong, prove it, you know, show me something. Maybe there's a place where they do. But, you know, if somebody has, let's say, a broken arm and your solution is to cut off their arm, you can't can't really say that you healed them. You know, you just kind of removed the problem, but that's not healing. That's just a crazy fucked up way of avoiding the problem and not healing it. So one of the major things that the jade egg treats and very quickly reverses, and I've had, I've seen this happen within one week, is urinary incontinence. And upwards of 60% of women have urinary incontinence. That means that they involuntarily release urine if they sneeze or they cough or they laugh. Some women, many women actually, cannot even go for a run or jump on the trampoline with their children because they're worried about peeing their pants and they have to end up wearing these pads and diapers. And in a sick twist, I've seen seen these ads on Instagram for this product, like a a female diaper product, basically. So again, instead of actually treating the problem that's pretty easy to treat, especially with urinary incontinence, it's easier to prevent um, pelvic organ prolapse than to treat it, but it is totally still treatable by natural methods. Um, these, like, you no, know, why not? Why would you not go to the source? A, because once a person is healed, they're no longer a patient and no longer a source of income. You know, why else would you then prevent someone from actually being totally healed from these ailments? So the OBGYN recommendation for urinary incontinence and pelvic organ prolapse and I can barely say this without laughing, except that it's less comical than, say, something out of a fucking horror film or some kind of medieval science experiment. It is to sew a plastic mesh into the vagina and the abdomen. Yes, you heard me, a plastic mesh to um, hold the organs in place. As I said, this is so absurd that I'm half laughing except that thousands and thousands of women have been permanently damaged by this procedure because they trusted that their OBGYN knew what they were talking about. This is beyond idiocy. So unlike a little jade egg, which is a totally innocent little non-porous sterile stone that actually works to strengthen the pelvic floor muscles so they can do what they are meant to do, which is support the internal organs, this foolhardy idea uses mesh that decomposes and lodges itself into vaginal tissues forever. It's even impossible to fucking remove it. So let's talk for a moment about this OVGYN go-to, this pelvic mesh thing that is now the cause of thousands of class action lawsuits around the world. Not only is this product absolutely fucking useless, it has permanently destroyed the lives and vaginas of countless women. There are women out there who cannot even sit down because the pain is so constant and excruciating. So I'm going to read you some excerpts from a recent Guardian article fresh off the victory verdict of a class action lawsuit that was filed in Australia against Johnson & Johnson, the makers of this vaginal mesh. The whole thing reads like a Monty Python film and if Monty Python is before your time, these are a series of movies about a bunch of stupid people running around pretending they know something, when really they are just a bunch of stupid people running around who know nothing. This is a comedy of constant fuck-ups, except in this case it's just tragedy and 
evil. And I don't use this word lightly or even hyperbolically, because what other word do you have for it when people deliberately inflict harm on other people? The dictionary defines evil as profoundly immoral and wicked and harmful or intending to harm. And in this context, the word evil is 1000% accurate. So let me go further. In This is from The Guardian reporting on the story. Hundreds of women left in debilitating pain by faulty transvaginal mesh devices have won a landmark case against multinational giant Johnson & Johnson. The Australian class action against companies owned by Johnson & Johnson Johnson, watch closely around the world, was one on behalf of 1,350 women. The devices all but ruined the lives of many. Women have been left in severe, debilitating, and chronic pain and often unable to have intercourse. The vast majority have also suffered a significant psychological toll. So here's an aside. There was another article that I read about a man, like men having intercourse with their female partners and their penises rubbing like getting cut by some kind of sharp device like thing in the vagina and there's there are pieces of these mesh this wire mesh that is coming or wire plastic whatever it is hard plastic coming out of the vaginal canal and scratching their fucking penises so and then okay let me continue so this is continuing on from the guardian The mesh eroded internally in many cases has caused infections, multiple complications, and is nearly impossible to remove, Australia's federal court has heard. And this is an aside for me. Like I said, the the plastic breaks down and then embeds itself into the vaginal tissues where it's impossible. It's like exploded and you can't just retrieve all these little pieces. Okay, back to the Guardian. Women describe their pain as, quote, so bad she struggles to breathe, excruciating as though there was a blade in her her vagina, unquote. Judge Katzman found the companies engaged in misleading and deceptive conduct and negligence by rushing the products onto market despite knowing the risks. Ethicon and AIM of Johnson & Johnson conducted, she said, no or no adequate clinical trials on the devices before taking them to market. When the devices began to receive complaints from doctors and patients, it failed to properly investigate. Katzman said in some cases they were ignored altogether. When patients complained of pain, they were frequently disbelieved. The trial began hearing evidence, astonishing evidence about the multinationals' attempts to stop regulators raising concerns about the product. Internal documents suggested that it tried to stop the French health regulator Haute Autorité de Santé, love my French French accent, from publishing a report warning against the use of the untested pelvic mesh devices two years after the company began giving them to Australian women. Meeting minutes described in court show Ethicon, Johnson & Johnson's product development arm, feared the report could, quote, have a major impact on our business if made public, unquote. It said work was needed to, quote, stop the publication of the report, unquote. Internal emails revealed a doctor enlisted to trial the products warned that he would, quote, not like my wife to undergo this procedure and did not think he would be alone in that view, unquote. The doctor is now earning royalties from their use, the court heard. My term whore is very apropos. 
Separate emails placed before the court showed a callous, oh god, this is fucking nuts, and disturbing attitude among some French gynecologists involved with the company. One suggested doctors advise women to try anal intercourse if they experienced pain during sex, as in vaginal sex. It's no less true, he says, that sodomy could be a good alternative, the doctor wrote. This has been described as one of Australia's largest product liability class actions. There are over 100,000 women suing mesh manufacturers, and one woman was awarded $57 million. All right, so this is the OBGYN route for treating incontinence and POP. Just like I said, it's kind of like this idea if you were to have a broken arm and the doctor offers to cut off your arm and then you no longer have an issue with your arm because you can't complain that it still bothers you, right? And this is pretty much exactly what OBGYNs do. If you are having trouble with your periods, instead of actually fixing the problem, they'll just cut out your uterus. Or if they think that you might get cancer, they'll just cut off your breasts. Again, the fact that these approaches are taken seriously and considered anything other than quack medicine is beyond me. Speaking of which, the origin of the term quack came from actual allopathic medical doctors, not herbalists or lay people or midwives. This term came about because a very common and popular cure-all was once thought to be, wait for it, drinking a glass of mercury. This is in the last couple hundred years. Yes, you heard me right. Liquid mercury, the cure for whatever ails you. And this is why we still have mercury fillings. This is a remnant from the time when mercury was given as the solution for everything. So people would dutifully drink their glasses full of mercury because their doctor told them to and they trusted their doctors because they're the authority and they're always correct, correct? And then they went nuts. They went batshit crazy. And henceforth, these doctors became known as quacks because they were turning their um, patients into total nutcases with all of that mercury in their brains. So there you have it. Who indeed are the real quacks? Women who strengthen their pelvic floors with jade eggs and permanently and naturally heal themselves or corrupt evil businesses that destroy your body. There are countless examples of this in the OBGYN world, from the Eshore, a device that was stuffed into women's fallopian tubes to make them sterile. This is another example of a major cataclysmic fuck-up. Like the vaginal mesh, this device breaks down in the body, sending fragments everywhere, causing everything from severe and debilitating pain to perforation of the uterus to autoimmune conditions. There are over 30 thousand cases right now the device has since been taken off the market for um uh, 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 poor sales <laughs> like just before this big documentary was coming out talking about it and 21 people have died so in her book Everything Below the Waist, Block documents the history of allopathic gynecology, and it is very, very dark. The term obstetrician was created to overtake the commonly used term of midwife, which meant a woman who was with a woman. 
these people, women people, who attended the birth and healthcare needs of other women. Block writes, historians Richard and Dorothy Wirtz talk about how the term obstetrician had the, quote, advantage of sounding like other honorable professions, such as electrician or geometrician, in which men variously understood and dominated nature. Hmm. So the man who is known as the father of modern day obstetrics, James Marion Sims, used to perform experiments on black women who were enslaved to him without anesthetic, even though it was available at the time, including C-sections. Jennifer Block talks about this in her new book, as I said, Everything Below the Waist, and I honestly couldn't even read all of that section on the history of obstetrics and gynecology. I'm the kind of person who can't stomach violence, so I can't see violent movies or horror films or anything like that. And after reading this history, it was akin to watching a horror film. <laughs> so if you want to read more, check out Block's meticulously researched and amazingly written book, Everything Below the Waist. So anyway, when Voldemort saw this article in Scientific American that actually called her out on essentially being, you know, the nicest way to put this is a bully, and with all of that actual and not fabricated atrocities that are committed by OBGYNs on a daily basis, the question was, why not turn the lens on your own profession rather than making up these distractions, essential oils, ah, you know, to keep the focus off of this sinister aim and these useless and life-threatening procedures that are the mainstay of this person's own sordid profession. The last part are my words, not blocks. She was a little more subtle in how she said it. Then Valdi turned the eye of Sauron, and by the way, I realize I'm mixing genres here on the nomenclature, on block, and then called all of her little orcs to run after her, just like they did with me over the summer when my Instagram was temporarily taken down. They trolled and insulted block and anyone who took a stand with her, all yelling, science, science, at the tops of their lungs. Yet, let's be clear, are we talking about the same science that got the vaginal mesh on the market? Or the same science that got the issuer on the market? Or is this the same science that involves OBGYNs receiving financial commissions to go along with the consensus decision-making process and knowingly sell women products that they totally understand to be dangerous? But hey, money talks, or rather makes one stay silent. Or wait, no, is this the same science that used to hang women upside down and brand their uteruses with a hot branding iron in order to scare them back into place? Is that the same science that you're talking about? I guess because Scientific American caved from the pressure, or they just got scared of the orc attack and they took her piece down. They took it down because I think they were worried that um, the um, scientific community, whatever the fuck that means anymore, or people who they perhaps rely on as allies were offended. And they didn't give Block an opportunity to correct anything if there was an argument that anything in the piece could have used a correction or was factually inaccurate, even though nothing was, they could have contacted her as the writer to correct it. 
but they didn't. They just took it down, which is pretty unusual in a normal situation. If there is ever kind, some kind of factual inaccuracy, you would just correct it. You know, no problem. You see that all the time in papers or articles on the web and you know but they didn't do that so now there's actually a petition to get this piece back up again and I'll put a link to that up on my website and I'll also post a link to the original article that was taken down by Scientific American so it's apparently very very threatening for women to be taking their health into their own hands because then they will not be reliant on the system you will not be reliant on an outside authority to tell you the truth about your own body or (laughs) not even the truth we'll say falsehoods because a lot as you've seen of this is ripe with error with corruption with this disgusting motivation to simply make money off of women's misfortune and to create misfortune if it isn't there to begin with and part of this the thing that happens in these um situations is like women go in they get some kind of you know device that's that mal you know malfunctions and then they have to go for another surgery and another surgery and another surgery i've read accounts of women having multiple like 20 surgeries to try to fix the original issue and all along the way they get told things like oh no it's not the device it must be like literally these are quotes it must just be your age you're going through that stage of your life we'll just take out your uterus like all of this so this is why you know when I was looking around at this because there was quite a raging argument Twitter war I guess going on in the wake of this article being taken down and all of these orcs you know going to work and you know the thing that women would repeatedly talk about is how they would go to their care provider their allopathic care provider their OBGYN and be dismissed, you know, oh, it's all in your head. That's not possible. This device is totally safe. There's nothing wrong with this, nothing wrong with you. And they are left feeling shut down, ignored and patronized. And so of course, women are going to start looking for alternatives. Of course they are. And that was the point of this article that Block wrote is that if women are not getting their health needs met, why wouldn't they search for ways that they could? If they're not getting answers, why wouldn't they start looking for them in other places and that's the role that people like me people who offer an alternative that's (laughs) non-violent that's more definitely about prevention but also about cure you know we can actually cure a number of these conditions and so that's the crux of my work and you know when I talk about this concept of not necessarily being a reliant on an outside authority to tell you the truth about your own body. I say this with the realization that, as I said earlier, that I've been doing a lot of my own personal work over the past 30 years, and I'm very in tune with my body. Like, I know if I've eaten something that's not good for me, I'll feel it right away. If I walk into a room and there's toxins in the room, I can smell it. I'm very clean. My system is very clean, and so it's very sensitized. And I understand that I'm in the kind of position that not necessarily everyone, every woman is in that place yet, but all of the work I do, my podcast, my blogs, my videos, all of the free education, and of course my salons are all about helping women and giving them the tools to get closer to that place of having a very, very clear message of what their body is trying to say. 
the opposite happens in Western medicine, which is like your body is the enemy, or these parts of your body are useless, like your uterus. It's just a bag for like baby collection. That was a quote that I saw in one of these pieces. And we have to shut it down. We have to cut out these organs. We have to take over and smother your hormonal messaging with medication so that we can control you and your body. So rather than listening to the body, becoming an ally with the body, understanding that the body, if something is out of whack, it's because something is out of whack. So the body is giving us messages and let's try to figure out what those are and how we can heal them. Radical, radical, radical idea. It's radical because you can do it yourself. You do not need an intermediary. And some skill teaching can be helpful, of course, like for example, with the whole jade egg scenario that's happened over the past few years since they've been really brought out into the mainstream, courtesy of my vagina, um, is that people are just buying jade eggs and shoving them in their vaginas and walking around with them all day and they're not getting any benefit from doing that. You might feel kind of this thrill, like, oh my God, I have a jade egg in my vagina, this is so cool. But it's not doing anything to actually help you build muscular strength and tone that pelvic floor and increase sentience, pleasure, sensation within the vagina. So you're definitely not being harmed, although I would question like having the egg up there, smushing these tissues around for like that length of time, people who think they ought to sleep with the egg, I wouldn't recommend that at all. But it's just not really being helpful is the main issue. And you can use the same argument about going to the gym. Anyone can walk into a gym and pick up weights. And most people, unless you drop it on your foot, you're not going to get hurt. Oh, like, I guess if you do like too heavy weight and you're not, you know, not the right form, but that's, you know, kind of like common sense. It's like, I wouldn't tell someone you should go lift 30 pounds with your vagina because, well, anyway, if, even if you tried, the weight's just going to fall right out. Like you're not going to damage anything because the weight's just going to fall right out of you. But back to the like weightlifting in general, if you do not understand sets and reps and rests and plateaus and how to eat to maximize fat loss and muscle growth, you aren't going to see results. But here's the difference. Once I teach someone how to use the jade egg, they are good for life. They don't need to be coming back to me year after year after years and investing more time and money and energy and me giving them more, what, band-aids. I am in the business of cures, not snake oil band-aids, because I want to actually help heal people permanently. And I do. This, as I said, is the crux of my work. That is my mission statement with this holistic approach we can get to the root cause and we can actually help people. And the root cause for POP and incontinence is very simple. It's weak muscles. If you strengthen them, even with a little bit of exercise, you see dramatic results. But then you would lose a lifelong client and what kind of business model would that be? So ask yourselves, who are the real quacks? Who are the real snake oil peddlers? We're taking a break next week and we'll be back in January in full swing. Tis the season of vaginal kung fu. If Santa doesn't bring you a new vagina for Christmas, then come to me in January and I will get you all sorted out. The Jade Egg and my vaginal kung fu program are the most effective tools on the market for vaginal strengthening. The real science, not the hoard out, bought and paid for version, says so. The 
only side effects of the jade eggs are multiple orgasms, vaginal orgasms, ejaculatory orgasms, increased lubrication, increased libido, an easier childbirth and faster recovery, ecstatic pleasure and sensation, boosted self-confidence, the reversal of urinary incontinence, easier periods, PMS, and menopause, and super bonus, an intact vagina and reproductive organs. Vaginal Kung Fu starts in January. Are you in? New year, new vagina. You can sign up for the free video preview series that comes with exercises you can try tonight. Go to kimonami.com vaginal kung fu. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week, and in the meantime, many happy orgasms.